All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 270. Of the Real Life Podcast, I'm Kylie Ramchuk. Jay's here. Chalmers is here. An exciting episode coming up. We're going to have a couple of guests popping by to chat a little bit. Obviously going to talk a little bit of Oilers as well. Uh, episode 270 is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton. I had Oodle Noodle this weekend. It was absolutely fantastic. And uh, that's now Oodle Noodle has now become like the birthday meal with me and my girlfriend. It's someone's birthday. You get Oodle Noodle. That's just the way it works. Anyways, that's my twice a year, ad huh? read. Well, no, I have it more than twice a year, but it's like I, I look forward to it on special occasions. That's what I, that's oh, yeah. the regard I hold it in. Dude, what do you, what do you do for part of that. What do you do for dessert? Ice Green onion cakes? cake. No. Well done. Well done. I'm not happy, actually a big uh, dessert guy. Happy birthday to your wife, Mrs. Uremchuk. Yes. And also happy birthday to my dad. It was his birthday on the weekend as well. Oh, and happy birthday, Bagmill, who is not here today, who's celebrating yeah. on Saturday. It's it's birthday alley, the beginning of April. Um, Bag Milk, I'm sure, got nice and drunk for his birthday. In fact, I know he did. <laughs> How do you know? Right. What did he do? Did he rate? Did he message you late night? No, he didn't. Um, but he tweeted that like he got very drunk. So he admitted to it. <laughs> Only a drunk person would do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. There's a couple things I wanted to touch on because we have a few minutes until we get to our first guest. And it's an interesting idea if you're like 
if you like going to Oilers games, if you're interested in like season tickets and all that, that, that that's what I'll say about the upcoming guest. Um, but it was a long weekend. The weather was pretty good as well. Wanye, what's up? I can always rely on you. How much money? Just chilling, wishing there was Oilers Canucks hockey. But uh, obviously, given the state of the world, I understand that this That's is fun. not a time for sports. So what's happening with the Canucks? I've heard it's double digits. It's uh, like, over like yeah. 20 now. Somebody said that their season could be like finished. Man. Is that actually possible? Hmm. I would just say, man, like it depends you, on the impact talk- it has, right? Have you guys talked about any of that on your, uh, your real job, your own check? Well, like today on the DFO rundown, they had, uh, it was Saravalli, Gregor, then LeBron and Dreger. So it was like a whole uh, insider thing going on. And they started the podcast talking about exactly that. And the NHL still, according to LeBron, the way he made it sound is the league still thinks the Canucks are going to play 56 games this season. And as of now, the Canucks still think the Canucks are going to play 56 games this season, but you need to be careful. And this is so much bigger than hockey because you have players getting very sick. You have family members getting it, like all that stuff. So like who's sick? Do we know actually who has gotten ill? There's it's better, easier, easier to find out who now isn't. Yeah, because they yeah. have over 20 positive tests of the variant. But did on they differentiate team. between like who has no symptoms but tested positive and who's actually ill? No. We don't know right. that. Yeah, that thing. The Canucks haven't tweeted in three days as of this show. Because aside from like putting players on the COVID list, like there's nothing they can do, right? Well, wouldn't you think that like they'd want to put out some good news and get get control of the narrative? I don't know if there is good news to put out. There's still because there's still like as of as of like last night, still positive tests are coming in. So I think once they kind of know where they're at. I think yeah. probably you'll start hearing about them because there is some players that are saying they're sick. There's some players that, and this is just like your, it's, it's all hearsay or like, it's like, it's um, like Brent Sutter talking to his son and his son saying what he's feeling. Like it's kind of coming. Like that's, that's how the news about the players is coming. Well, what's that? What was that? What was that part? What? The about boat Sutter's kid. What is that? Oh yes. That. Yes. No, no, well, yeah, he's, he's feeling some symptoms. Like, like Oh, like, I see. And, and his dad was talking about it. Yeah. So like yeah, that's yeah. how like information is coming out. No one's. I like, got you. Obviously, the team's going to be respective and all that. Here's a question for you. So you, uh, we so far as a team have only been postponed three games to the Montreal Canadiens uh, yeah. to this date, um, and we played a and Canadians one tonight. Vancouver Canuck game, Chris. Well, two come. Yeah, one. So yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I'm difference. an insider too. Your M check. I know everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Canadians tonight. I'm guessing that was a already league scheduled game. This wasn't. This isn't a makeup game. This right? isn't not a makeup. No. Have they done any? Like I know in the other conferences, they they're behind some games. Have they done any makeup games in any of the conferences yeah. so far? Yeah. Okay. So when yeah. Ed, when Edmonton played in Montreal last week, that was the first makeup game, and the other two are going at the end of the schedule. Okay. And then like Montreal, I think has a game to make up against Ottawa at some point as well, but they have like, all they're really going to need to do is just pack an extra week onto the regular season. They're 10 they days can't. to just finish off the games, right? They can't they because can't. of the Olympics. They need to be done yeah. the playoffs by the Olympics. Oh, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's is, why it's an issue. those are happening. <laughs> well, okay. That will now we're in a whole nother debate, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the thing that is, interesting about the Canuck situation specifically and looping this back to hockey is that like they're pretty much out of the playoff race. So if there was a team who you're going to say, 
we're pulling the plug. Like there's too many players sick. We don't want to take any more risks with you guys. Like, but can't they fuck over a lot of teams in the playoff race? But the North is settled. Like no one's moving out of a playoff spot in the North division. Like Calgary's not. Catching no, just anyone. hold on. Just hold on. But Does that seating. Mean we're in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Does that mean we're making the dance? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much locked so up. All it took was a pandemic and we made the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. What? <laughs> Easy peasy. Let's just hope oh. they don't do the same thing they did last year. Yeah, no well, kidding. You know, well, make the playoffs. There'll be no uh, play in round in this coming year. So that'll maybe help a yeah. little bit or ease the state. One a- victory over the Chicago Blackhawks is the highlight of my 2020, 2021, except for having a kid. Ah, yeah, there was that. <laughs> but it's a tight one between the two. That was a pretty big win. Huge win. Yeah, that playing series sucked. But anyways, yeah, it, like yeah. the North is pretty much locked <laughs> I don't up. even remember it. That's how uh, bad it is. Oh. The North is pretty guys- much locked up. So if they wanted to take Vancouver and be like, ah, you guys, we're sorry. You can play like 10 games at the end of the year, but we're sitting you guys for three weeks, which honestly might end up being what needs to happen here. Um, and that's it. <sighs> That could be just the way they have to do it. I don't know. It sucks, but it, it almost makes me look back to like the first, whatever, two and a half months of the season when the North division had like no COVID complications. And we all kind of sat there and went like, look how good we're doing up in Canada. Like maybe we actually just got real lucky for two and a half months. Yeah. Now we have the worst team, the worst team in our division to have an outbreak. Yeah. It reminds me of like the disaster movies when the meteor hits and they show like everything exploding or whatever. And there's like some guy still at work with a filing cabinet open. He's trying to get paperwork done when the world ends. It's kind of how I feel like, what about the Canucks season? Believe me, that's the least Wanye, of your concerns. Wanye, did you just recently watch Unacknowledged? What's that? Oh, oh is it the Bob Lazard documentary? No, I don't know who Bob Lazard is. Unacknowledged. Mm, of course you don't. Wink. Unacknowledged is a documentary on show. Uh, no, it's on Prime. Uh, Prime, Prime, Amazon Prime. I don't know Prime. Whatever UFOs. They call it. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, I saw insanity. It, yeah. It's so good. Anyways. Oh yeah. At I'm this point, if you're still not right believing now. in the UFOs. You're living under a rock. Yeah, totally. Your M truck. You, you live under a rock. No, uh, quite the opposite of a rock. I believe I would be. You know, well, I'm above ground because I'm on the second. You believe floor. in UFOs? You're and a hero. Do I see and now that's a complicated question. Like, do no, I it's not. You it really isn't the cosmos and declaring it empty. Do I do I believe that there have been UFO sightings? No. Does that mean what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Does that mean I don't believe in like more life out there? Also, no, I just don't think humans are seeing this shit. I think it's all oh. going on on a level we cannot even see with our eyes or comprehend. No one is seeing a flying spaceship through the sky. That to me, that's not happening. Interesting. But, but like, I don't know. It's a whole debate. It's something I did, <laughs> or it's something I talk about when I'm like shit faced around a fire at 2 a.m. with my friends. It's not we something should I talk pin about him down for an episode on this because clearly he's uncomfortable about it. It I makes yeah, it does make right. me uncomfortable. That, like if you had an ant talking to a crow, like no, but they're both life forms, but they're probably not aware of one another. Exactly. Maybe you just haven't heard enough people who really don't seem like they're crazy talking about it. And like the former minister of defense, Chalmers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You need to watch yeah. this thing here. I'm Chuck. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then, and then come in and we'll talk about it. We won't talk about it. You know what? I, I, I also check out when people talk about weird things like 
their fantasy baseball teams and shit. And mm-hmm. I know I usually check out when other people start talking about whether or not they believe in extraterrestrials. Cause it's like, Oh man, like this is just, I'm so not into it. What you're saying is but, most of the time you're on this podcad, you're not listening. Yeah. Uh, long, yeah. A lot of time, man. I, uh, Interesting. I don't, I don't suffer stuff. I don't give a shit very well. Like, well, it is an hour so, a week or two of your time. I can understand why. No, you should see how I am in real life then. Like strategic. It's real life. It's called no, real but life. Like, but like outside of this with other people in their conversations. That's Anyways, not real life. Just watch the show and then watch Yellowstone. Oh my yeah. God. Uh, oh watch my God. <laughs> Unacknowledged on Optimus Prime. All right. Yes. Um, we have a trio of special guests joining us on the podcast. So I want to uh, I want to get to this because I see three people in the waiting room. It's a cool little initiative that started over at Nate. So we are going to welcome in uh, Rial LaFrance, Catherine McDougal, and Nikki Curl. I'm going to jump in here real quick and yep. kind of set the set the table, if you will. Uh, so I saw an article last Oilers game day uh, about uh, these cats, and they won a Nate Innovation Challenge. Um, and I'm a former, I'm I'm an alumnate. Lou I'm Chuck. You went to same Nate. here. Go Ooks. Uh, well, I I know that. <laughs> why are you so, why are you sh- so surprised that I know this? I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, anyway. we should we should we'll, we'll celebrate our Nate. <laughs> Chalmers also went to Nate, and my wife. Went to, Went to Nate together. Yeah, Aaron Chalmers, Nate grad. So huge Nate connection. Wanye is smarter than all of us and went to U of A, and that's okay. <laughs> totally. Um, but uh, I thought it was cool. And they're doing something around innovation around sports and around, around tickets towards sporting events. And even more so, to break it down even more granular, they want to take a swing at doing uh, something around Oilers games. So us being Oilers Nation, mm-hmm. uh, us being Nate grads, Mm-hmm. I feel like the synergies here are immense. So yep. I thought it'd be cool to have the, the trio on here to kind of tell us about what it is. What did you pitch? What did you win? And what, what, what are the next steps? Go, Catherine. So our idea is to split up season tickets into uh, fractional tickets. So a uh, four-way split. So then people can either have a quarter or a half or three quarters of a season ticket instead of committing to a full season ticket. And it's a little different than just splitting up a season ticket with your buddies. This is actually, it's an official fractional ticket. So our idea was to get more fans in the stadium. You know, sometimes people don't want to commit to the whole season, but this way they can have a smaller commitment. And then we also talked about doing this with different sports. So that also helps bring fans to the different sports teams in Edmonton as well. So basically, if I'm understanding the idea correct, someone could go to your service and say, hey, I want... 15 games of an Oilers season or whatever it'd be a 10 and a quarter games of an Oilers season. And would they get to pick their games? Is it like pre set out packages? Like how does that side of it kind of work? So we've been looking at how to sort it up. We looked at the Oilers 17, 18 season and we started just splitting it up randomly, but then also adjusting it to make sure everyone got a fair split of weekends and rival games and stuff like that. So probably be a preset games that are made the most fair. And tell us a little bit about uh, the competition that you won. So the Innovation Challenge at Nate, this is the fourth year that they've been doing it. And the idea is that you get your teams together and uh, submit your team, and then they send out an idea. So this year, the idea was to innovate the live sporting event. And then you have 10 days to get your idea together and submit a three-minute video. 
So I think there was 13 teams that submitted videos. And yeah, then we ended up being, they started announcing the top four, top three. We were all sitting around excited together. And then they announced um, us and we won the challenge. So we got some sweet Oilers uh, gear and then we won some cash prizes as well. So was this just put on by Nate or was this in, like, was this just a Nate competition or who was, who was putting on the competition? Sorry. I'll take this one. So, um, so Raptor mining group, uh, is a sponsor of the innovation challenge and they've sponsored the last three years in a row and they're, um, very generous. It's a $3,000 cash prize split between the top couple of teams. So I think for us, we ended up splitting 1500. So we just get 500 bucks to spend on our tuition or whatever we want to do with it. Um, but really, you know, it's, we're kind of breaking into new territory this year because the previous challenges were sort of for fun. Like they had innovate plastic bags or rubber bands or toilet paper holders. But this year, a chief um, reached out to his buddy, Kevin Lowe, and was like, Hey, maybe we could work with you guys. And so um, they've definitely upped the game, right? Like it's a serious problem. Like they, I think they were looking for more solutions to bring people back from COVID. Uh, we really didn't feel qualified to do that. And so we didn't want to even go there. We're like, you know what, this isn't forever. And so maybe you're like, actually in 10 days, we, we made a new vaccine for you, Kevin Lowe. And uh, thank you for putting that challenge to us. And we have solved exactly. the problem. We'll take our 1500 bucks and bounce. Thank you. Seriously. Like maybe our innovative solution is a whole new filtration system for the play. Like yeah. that didn't seem like something realistic, right. That we could actually address. And so um, we kind of came around our ideas and we liked the ticketing angle and we thought, you know, when you're sitting around the campfire with your buddies and you're watching the games, like what are the things you talk about? Like, what is it that you wish you could have? And it's more accessibility. And so we thought it was a good angle to take, but um, the previous winners haven't made a business. So I was just messaging with um, Cecile Wentland, who's uh, kind of our sponsor at Nate that's really helping us out. And she says, no one's made a business yet. So if we succeeded, um, we'd definitely be breaking some new ground. Um, Another team at Nate with their idea, they want to pursue, uh, pursue their business as well. So, so you actually are going to, you intend to make this into a business, Nikki? Well, here's the thing is we have a lot of eyes looking at us and we have people saying we love it. That could make a difference. And so let's see what we could negotiate. You know, we're is getting inc- ready. Do the Oilers love it? The Oilers say this is something we'd like to work with you on. You know, they're big talking. Like we just hear like, Oh, it's great. Like blah, blah, blah. Like fantastic. But well, that nothing, doesn't sound like the Oilers. <laughs> nothing concrete. Nothing concrete. We can't, we can't, we can't either confirm or deny that they love our idea, but in just patting us on the back and saying good job with the competition, we've had some good feedback. I think it's a very good idea. I think you guys could actually make something from this coming off of pandemic. I think every sports team around the world is taking meetings they would normally not take trying to think of how to like re-energize the game back to where it was right i think one of the challenges that uh this is addressing is is even on the corporate affordability side um you know i i brought into the competition here just a background in in uh you know corporate culture and that there was many companies that chose to not renew season tickets coming into the the new stadium and that's unfortunate uh and many of them was uh because of time commitments as well as cost. And so, you know, our hope is 
the Oilers are on side. Uh, I think this just makes a lot of sense. It keeps value for for existing season ticket holders as full shares uh, because it keeps tickets off of the secondary market. Yeah. First question: Did you voice over the video? Please tell me you did because that is <laughs> that, an mm, incredible yeah, voice. Yeah. yeah, timber. It's got timber. <laughs> it does. We, I mean. That had to have gotten your top five just when they heard the voice <laughs> voicing over the video. Um, but yeah, he's right. I mean, I, I can't disagree. Like I've known a lot of a lot of companies that have spent a lot of money on season tickets and in the past 10 years and this year just said, you know what? Can't do it. It's just not in the plans. It's not in the budgets. And I know that's going to be a huge problem. Uh, when I see your guys' model, I do, I, I, I'm really interested in it because it's not just like, you know, splitting it three ways with your aunt and your uncle and then another cousin, right? Then you have to sit down, you have to do this lottery. Nobody gets what they want. Now, in my opinion, there's like, there's gotta be a way where it's not just the same. There's gotta be people out there that can't do weekends, right? Mm -hmm. So they they would like a package of all non weekend games. Maybe that he's works out of town all weekend or she works out of town all weekend. And yeah, write it down because I see, I see there being, there being like the weekend package, like where it's, you know, a majority of weekends, obviously that's going to cost a little bit more people like Friday, Saturday games, but I know myself, like I don't tend to want to on a Tuesday or Thursday at seven o'clock on in November, want to drive down to Rexall, but on a Friday, I really, really do. And matinee so, games, sorry to interrupt you, Chalmers, matinee games, I wouldn't touch the 10 foot pole because I only like to get busy. <laughs> and so, so, Whereas so people with little kids love matinee games. Wait a minute. I have like, a kid allocating like a point system to all these different types of tickets can mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. really help. And what type of packages you can put together, I think. Is that what the company does guys is you create that software that allows you to input your preferences and then make payments or what is the, where's the business lie? So where the business mostly lies uh, currently, I mean, thank you for all the great ideas uh, and the You're compliment. Welcome. Yeah. And the compliment for my, my uh, <laughs> future voice it, is off it's the incredible. Hook. I, Real, so, have a good can you voice, quickly just, uh, before you jump into this, Seriously. can you just quickly say, Tyler, record this. Well, I guess yeah. you are. Well, I've been recording Please the whole thing. You're listening. You're listening yeah. to nation real life. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to nation real life. It's so good. Oh, it was like a movie trailer. <laughs> Fuck right. this company. You got to do movie okay, trailers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to complimenting focus, my ideas. Focus, you guys. Go ahead. Yeah, Back yeah, to complimenting true. my ideas. So, yes, complimenting your ideas, Chris. So, first, <laughs> I want to tell you, like, this may ruin everything because you're talking about my absolute dream job, which is doing voiceover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, really? Which I've never done. <laughs> You've got the gift. Yeah, nice. Um, But yeah, I mean, one of the biggest focuses um, that we would like to, you know, not so sexy part of of, uh, the business is is actually uh, is is the possibility of us helping finance through. Right. Um, And so, you know, Oilers, they do four four time payments for any of their season tickets. You know, there's no reason why um, we couldn't balance that out to a uh, once a month payment uh, program. Um, which is great. Uh, the other thing is, is that we can't forget that, that people, um, people want choice and I know these different options. Um, so ultimately we are dividing it up. That's, that's the idea. We're dividing it up. We're managing the system. We're managing the tickets and we're passing it on to the, uh, the customers. Um, we're hoping to find the right match. Our initial thoughts were actually 
create an equal system where each of these packages have an equal share of weekends, an equal share of holiday games, an equal share of, of weekday, weekday games and, and rivalries so that when somebody says, hey, I want tickets A, B, uh, I, I want half a share. I want ticket, uh, call it package A and t- package D because those sing to me because I want Boston and God damn. When you said sing to me, that sang to me, you've got a very good voice. Let him finish. (laughs) So yeah, I'm rambling, but yeah, that's, that's the idea. I'll take 10. It's a way it's, it's a definitely a way to like bury undesirable games too, is Mm -hmm. to put them with really desirable games and like a get that right. Um, just, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not totally sure how it would work. And that's why you guys are, that's why you guys get to figure Something it out. Uh, maybe think well, about I- too is <laughs> factoring in out of town games, right? So like, what's the difference between a mini pack and the services you guys could provide? If you said, you know, we've, uh, we've got a whole bunch of tickets for games in Calgary. We've got tickets for games from Vancouver. If you're a member of our company or something like that, we also have additional things that you can purchase that aren't necessarily available to you. That could work. Uh, if you can't hear scratching of a pencil, I'm writing yeah. things down. <laughs> I hear very, a voice very, that I would lead to, lead me off a cliff. I'd go. It's willingly. very interesting because yeah, tickets. It's always been one or two ways. You either have season tickets or you buy tickets on Ticketmaster, yeah. and that's just it, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's been no like revolution of ideas. Been, yeah. yeah, there hasn't been and mini packs. I've never really known what mini packs were all about, but I'm sure they're kind of like four games. One's going to be really good. Two are going to be pretty average and then one's going to be a pretty undesirable game but i, I even a lot think, of different i even think of like a big company that maybe wants to have like the luxury suite that they can bring clients to being like well i'm not going to spend the whatever insane amount of money it is for a full season and then have to deal with like selling them half the time and all this like if a big company can go hey i want a quarter of games in the luxury suite because i know i have 10 clients i want to take there throughout the year like even that i think is like a really interesting area to take this um, to wrap this up just quickly, the website is seasonticket.ca and damn, uh, that was available. Yeah. That's surprising. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that's wait, well done. What? <laughs> I just Hold sort of, phone. before you put Shit. a bow on this, I think we got to really isolate kind of the value proposition of this in a box, especially as they're, uh, going to kick this off, hopefully for next season. Correct. Definitely. Yeah, Excellent. for sure. Is I, I think what this does is it allows you the vanity of saying you own season tickets as opposed to a mini pack. But also yeah. what I really like about this is the main reason, well, outside of the Nate connection and all the the, the love and, and support we have for all that and the, the concept here is I think honestly it can provide value to the community, right? Making season tickets more approachable, more affordable, thinking about ways to finance and stuff to so it's you know it's it it, it doesn't hit you as heavy as as, as it can or has mm-hmm. in the past. So I think, you know, like the, the, the phase one value proposition here, I think is really, really awesome. And so that's why when I saw this and heard this, I thought it'd be cool to have, have, um, have you come on and share the story. And I knew, I knew Wanya would have good questions. I knew Chalmers would have, uh, ideas. Uh, so I think this is <laughs> turned out really great. I think Chalmers has one more idea. No, my idea is I went to your guys' website and what they're really asking here is in order for them to do this perfectly for the majority of the people that want to do this, they have set up basically a survey. After you watch a video, you go and you do a survey. It will help them do their research. I implore people to go to seasonticket.ca yes. and do this survey. It's five questions. And it, yeah, that's like, that's kind of just what I was going to say. This is, uh, yeah. This is, this is perfect for the type of thing that you guys can do your research on. We're here we to help love, because we are your yeah. customers. We would and love we, to work uh, with you guys. Amazing. 
You have prospects baseball. Like there's honestly nothing better in the middle of the summer than taking your kids or your friends and sitting and watching a prospects game. Like it, it, not many, not many people do it and not enough people do it. That's for sure. We uh, will make so. advertising available for free to you guys under the Nate alumni code that I just invented in my head. It's <laughs> nation 100 and it's free ads. <laughs> and uh, yeah, really good job guys. Like this was once an idea yeah. that we had that we've, a lot of people told us was stupid and now we have a podcast and eight people listen sometimes. And Roughly. so we've come a long way. And I think that you guys have a much better idea that can actually make money from day one. And I think the key is getting the, your hands on the inventory of tickets without having to pay for them. Right. Yeah. right. So you want to be a marketplace. You want to set up, you're the intermediary between the people who own all the tickets and the people who want to buy them. But at no point should you be the people buying all the tickets. That's You're the marketplace, uh, right? Yeah. I literally I already easy. submitted mine. I already submitted mine. Good wow. job, Charles. How easy it is, everybody. Do it. Do <laughs> Open-ended uh, question. What else do you want to tell us? Chris Chalmers is the best. Guess who put that in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris Chalmers. <laughs> Feedback. <laughs> no. Anyways. Uh, come back and talk to us, you guys. Yeah. yeah come back. We'll, we'll, we'll keep us posted. Yeah. Thank you so guys. much. Pleasure. Thank you. There you go. That is the uh, trio from Nate, who's come up with an interesting idea. Again, if you want more, seasonticket.ca is where you can check things out and uh, fill out that survey. Before we keep moving on, need to give some love to our friends at manscaped.com. The performance package is out now. And if you want it, if you need to do some manscaping, but you want to save some money, you can use the promo code real life. The peak hygiene plan as well is available on there's a the great stuff. But again, that promo code real life gets you 20% off anything on the site and gets you free shipping as well. Some good packages, some good solo products like the Lawnmower 3.0 on top of that. Promo code real life, manscaped.com. All right. Um, that was a really interesting chat. Also, I have a on my TV here, I have the Blue Jays game on, and I'm watching the field in Texas. They're playing the Rangers right now. The stadium is packed, like sold out. Oh, yeah. What? Texas is wide does it, open. Does it, does it feel different watching it like they, that? It feels like so weird. Like it, even like the sun being in on the ball game and then seeing that many faces in the crowd, like it should feel like I, like I thought it would feel like normal and like heartwarming, but it feels like weird and not right to me. Very odd. Yeah. Very odd that they're, uh, I mean, Texas, I think they're the only, I know they are the only team in the States for uh, major league baseball playing with a full capacity crowd. Everyone else is like 10, 15, 25%. And they are, Texas is, like you said, they're wide open. If it feels weird to you, it's probably because like, yeah, you know, it's wrong. Like I watch a lot of things that feel weird right now. Right. Like just even from uh, like a celebration or an Easter celebration that you saw somebody was having. And, but you got to think that they're in a little bit of a different position than we are. Like all adults are being able to get vaccinated there, you know, like in some areas, yeah. In, in some areas, they, they, like they're vaccinating like 3 million people a day, uh, a week or a day. I no, I think that. that I think they did. It's either three or six. The states did three or six million vaccinations over a forty-eight-hour period. Wow. Yeah, and so like, like uh, you know, it's it's, it's weird, man. Like it's weird that sorry to interrupt, Chalmers. It's weird that down there they're doing them the vaccines twenty-four hours a day, right? They're in giant-ass parking lots for the most part. You wheel up a nice member of the National Guard hits you with a jab, and you're on your way. Whereas up here. It's like we're open from 10 to 10 15 every other Thursday. And Wanya, you can probably leave your house next March of 2023. Well, we have no supply. Yeah. And we have no production. 
like the States has got its own production line and, yeah. and they've got the military to disperse it. Yeah. It's which crazy. we had a military. Like you just, well, you just hear stories of like, <laughs> like they're just like having like ads every weekend being like, Oh, we got like 5,000 open appointments for this weekend. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. I dream of that day. I've never oh, wanted man. a needle more than I want one right freaking now. Uh, Clearly you've like, never done heroin. Clearly I have not. Cause I'm watching this game. And like, <laughs> while there's the, there's just so many thoughts in my head, like, Hey, is this safe? Is this responsible for them to be doing? Like, I don't know. And so that part of it, I almost want to leave out of my brain. There is like the tiny part of me that goes, man, I'm jealous because I want it to be safe to do that up here. I don't know if it's safe in Texas, but I want, Dude, once it's safe okay. in Edmonton, I want that barn filled for playoff games, but I know it's not so really I turned, happening. I turned the game on yeah, uh, and I just started watching it and I wanted to see what my like organic feeling was going to be. And you know what my feeling is, is I'm not as much like rattled or scared that they're all doing this. And I would like to see like what, um, a million people in Texas and like, let's say Dallas are, are coming back to infection, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to know their, their rates, the same, uh, that would result here. What it really makes me think is I just looked at a big section of that crowd. Nobody's wearing masks. I was always worried things weren't going to go back to like as normal as they were. Oh, they'll go back all, to normal before they should dude, probably. They are. <laughs> they are. There's, yeah. I, there was a whole section of people. Not one was wearing masks. You look right now. They're just showing from behind the picture, behind the dugout restaurants packed, you look up, I see one mask in about two masks now in about 80, 80 people. Yeah. Like, so it, it does give me that feeling that like, Hey, so, okay, we are going to back, go back to normal. And you know, you got to Like, there's a lot more people there like that are vaccinated than here. So we can't be thinking, we can't be putting that in the same realm of thinking as we have here because here, unfortunately, it's just an utter embarrassment as to what we're living through right now. And you know, it is what it is. Chalmers, did you know the average person eats a credit card worth of plastic every week? I did know that. You know what I learned that was from a show I had just watched. What show was that? Was it a late late night show? Uh, yeah. Did he mention uh, yeah, it in the John, monologue? John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it wasn't John Oliver. Sure was it was. Stephen Colbert? No, it was John Oliver. Was he it? did oh, a whole I saw thing. It on a late- he did he did a, th- a whole thing on uh, recycling and how basically like. Nothing gets recycled because of things called wish cycling, which is like in one bag, if I threw away in one bag of my recycling outside, something that couldn't be recycled and the guy threw it into the truck, he would take a mental note and that whole truck is now got to go to the dump. It wouldn't even go to the recycled place. You know, that's basically what they're saying. Like, so hmm. if, if like, if a guy has a bag, he's not going to pull out everything that can't be recycled. But if he sees like an umbrella or something that can't be recycled in your garbage, and he puts it in the truck because he's got a job to do and he's got a time limit to do it in. He now knows that he can't take that right to the recycling plant. He has to take it. To Wish a- cycling. That is funny. Wish cycling. Yeah. It's really greenwashing. Right. I learned about yeah. that. It's like the amount of paper cups you could get from Starbucks versus buying a stainless steel quote unquote reusable mug. It's like 2000 paper cups worth of energy. And yeah. most people will use that stainless cup for six months and then throw it out. So it's like way better for you to use paper cups. Really? It's called well, greenwashing. You, well, you, you said like stainless steel mug for six months, but like, what if I'm the type of person who will use it for like two years, right? Then it, but even yeah, still, then you're basically you're the net breaking even, right? Like an electric vehicle, the best thing you could do for the environment is not buy a new car for 10 years, regardless of it being electric or not, because the yeah. amount of energy required to make a car is so immense. 
Yeah, I've heard a lot of those arguments, you know, like, and I, and I do agree with a lot of them. But I also know that every single morning, my kids use a metal straw for their smoothie. And we've probably not thrown away, you know, four or five of those 500 piece things of, of yeah, of, but you best uh, use that straw until the boys are 40. Otherwise, it's just a net no, zero but, game. Well, I don't know. What if everybody does it? Don't you think? Well, I ain't using no metal me, straw. Don't get me wrong. Fuck that I, shit. Save the turtles, Mornier. Yeah, come on. One day, things. mark my words, one day there the will be things will like. You? No, well, hopefully. No, but there'll be robots that will be, their job is to harvest trash. And there won't be wish cycling and shit because it'll be automated. And they'll be like, oh yeah, we have a whole bunch of robot drones out cleaning up all the garbage again. And we had to send a robot drone out to the middle of the ocean to recycle all that plastic. Recycling will become the new mining of the future. Do you think we could do some sort of uh, integration into a house into that? You basically, you throw something into a garbage can and it will separate it itself. It's got to be like a whole mechanic. It's got to be something. It'll be like $20,000 to get it installed in your house. But you like put it in your house. It'll do its job and it will just like take itself out and somebody will just come collect it out of a well, You got to think like, like on your you got to think it's going to be what's harder to do. Go like do giant strip mining to get aluminum or go to a landfill from 20 years ago, pop it back open and go mine all the aluminum out of there. Like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong with that take, Wanye. I don't is this on the air? Because God damn it, this is some very interesting recycling talk. <laughs> well, and how did we get here? That's what I'm. How do we get anywhere? It's real life, man. I know. It's real life. We're talking this game about tonight, though. We we're talking about a Blue Jays. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm happy there's hockey tonight. It's and it's, we still have it, a, we still have another interview. Wink, wink. I, remember? Yeah. I, <laughs> don't, don't forget. I keep forget. I keep forgetting how grateful I need that that I need to feel that there's a hockey season being played right now. Yeah. But oh, like yeah. being used to ha- watching a game every other night in the last like two months has been amazing and have formed like an expectation around it, which I got to try yeah. to adjust. It's like not having hockey. Like in the last two weeks, we haven't had much of this hockey. So like I'm amped up for the game tonight. Well, dude, really don't so. there is a chance this season might get recanceled, right? Uh, oh, my God. Ah, oh my God. Don't kid yourself. Oh if they can't get everybody into a bubble, man, how many teams do you need to be Vancouver before the league is not viable? Four? Here's, Five? Here's what I'll say. Overreactionary Wanya here coming out. I, I, I haven't I, been wrong on anything so far this pandemic, Chalmers. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe one or two. What? So I, th- oh, I, don't I, I think you have to make I think no. you have to make the quiet assumption because it, it, it's really toned down as of late that uh US players are maybe have been quietly vaccinated. A lot mm-hmm. of, according to Frank Cervalli, a good chunk of them have. And yeah. like Dallas so, right now. So Dallas I'm surprised the coach. Canucks aren't, to be honest with you. Well, and that's what it, that's where I'm going with this is like the Dallas Stars, their head coach tested positive, and the team came out and said, Well, he's vaccinated majority if not almost all of our traveling party is vaccinated how is he positive and they they, rick bonus even said like it's probably a false positive here but i sat out because of an abundance of caution and all that so like i think there will be the reason i don't think this season will get canceled is i think over the next month and a half year they might just find a way to sneak you know and jason greger brought up the point what about the the next 10 days though that'd be my point right he's like this is moving very quickly but it's not moving from any other teams. They have closed off the Canucks and told every other team to like keep it tight for the next while here. But what Jason Greger said was, if you're the Canadian government or if you're the NHL, why not go 
buy a bunch of vaccines, vaccinate the traveling parties and the players just to sit there and say, listen, you know, for a lot, as much as it's, you know, jumping the queue and there is going to be an argument against doing that, there's another part of it that how much of the population benefits from getting to watch hockey. And when the rest of the, when a lot of the country shut down and people can't do much, there's something to be said for like the general well-being of the public to have something to look forward to and to have this form of entertainment. And at the end of the day, are there probably some people out there who could use the vaccine maybe more than the 30-year-old in great shape playing in the NHL? Sure, but is sacrificing 300 vaccines to the NHL that big of an issue? I don't know. Well, maybe I sound like it's a dumbass sacrifice. That, it's not, it depends. Like if, because the States is obviously sitting on just so much vaccines right now that, that the too. NHL could probably just send some directly to saying. the teams to be administered. Well, now, right? so now you're they're sending not actually... things around though and bypassing protocols and shit. There are going to be people out there. They're like, well, why are you saving the Canucks and not the symphony or the people who really need to be saved, which are strippers. I don't know if you guys are paying attention. Showgirls burned down during the pandemic. Where are those people working? Nowhere. Well, I just think that you have to look at it on a larger scale of like how much of the public is invested in Oilers hockey, NHL hockey, take it in Versus like strippers. there. Well, yes, that. And like, it's a huge industry that like does some, I think mental health well being for like, society i don't know i don't disagree zero percent you're saying what's the what's the likelihood the 2021 season gets scrapped today your m check you're saying zero not I say zero low. i say very low i say it's only less than 10 okay a minute that's still crazy all, all, the only the only the only wild card that that's not contained right now is the north division because the teams aren't vaccinated we're in the states i'm pretty sure you could assume they all are I'd hope to um, God they're all vaccinated now. This is so it's, too close it's, for it's comfort. Just, it's just getting out of the North Division, right? So Did you turn if, it if on, they can stay safe, that's your only no. risk. Dude, it's wild. It's wild. They keep showing the whole arena. It is wild. What, like the Texas Blue Jays game? Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Man. I hate like, baseball I just, so much, but I'm going to do it. I'm turn it on right now. Sports Network. Um, yeah. You're going to see uh, Mike Fultonevich going up against Steven Matz, a pair of reclamation projects. I'm already asleep. Today. I'm already, <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Okay. Jay and I saw the world trophy, world series trophy be awarded your M Chuck live. And I was bored. So I'm going to assume you aren't tuning into blue Jays nation radio with cam Lewis and Tyler, your M Chuck new episodes every Monday brought to you by Twig no. and Berries. Which ties in nicely. That's the second podcast Twig and Berries is sponsoring. So shout out to Twig and Berries. And True. what are they doing with all of this great content? Well, they also have a new website. And it looks incredibly sharp. It like they got a little ticker going that tells you free shipping in Canada on orders over $100. They have some new arrivals as well, including a shirt and hoodie combo, which is a truck dragging a trailer. I think there's like some kegs in the back as well. And uh, the shirt says out of office. I think that's hilarious. A good shirt to wear in the summer while you're camping. Twigandberries.ca is the website. Proud sponsor of the Real Life Podcast and Blue Jays Nation Radio, and the promo code Nation15 gets you 15% off. Look at these idiots watching their baseball. They love their baseball. The best Would part you is risk it all for a Texas Rangers game. Would you risk it all? Well, just what I was going to say on this one. In the past, I don't think this game would be sold out. Also, the Texas Rangers are like one of the worst teams in the league. So I think a part of this is people just like probably being excited. They're allowed to pack a stadium in Texas oh. and like going to the game because the team's absolute dog shit. And like it's a when they're a Monday at two o'clock in the afternoon or four. If there's anybody there, smugger chalmers than these people I'm seeing right now sitting in the stands, obviously obese with comorbidities out the wazoo. 
confidently sipping on a Caps blue ribbon with a shot in their arm. USA. The one thing I want to add before I get to our interview here, it looks like on one of the drinking tables, which has like six people sitting around it, none of them wearing masks, there's a tub of Lysol wipes. So like, <laughs> like that's, that's what we needed in there. Like, no, no well, one has to wear a mask or anything, but like, this is the crazy wipes. thing. This is the crazy thing. Probably 10 to 20% of that stadium is vaccinated mm -hmm. and they still don't even know if people who are vaccinated can carry or transport the yeah. virus. Why do you think only 20? Why, or why do you think only 10 to 20%? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't think they're like maybe 30%. Well, if you're I, not I counting kids. Cause I don't, I don't think, think they're fully are. like they're, I, I, it's not like that. It's not like they're like fully through vaccinating the whole country. Like they're just like, they're, they're they've got good momentum right now, but I think, I, I still think there's quite a lot of uh, work to do on that front. So I don't think it's as vaccinated as we might think it is, which is really crazy when you see it like that. I was going to throw to my throw to our final interview here of the podcast. If you haven't noticed recently on the Oilers games, Megan Mickelson has been doing some fantastic analysis on those broadcasts. The three-time Olympic medalist still training to be in the next Olympics, still training as a professional hockey player. She is also a mother, like I said, top-notch analyst as well. She does a lot of things, and she doesn't have a lot of spare time, uh, but she let me know that on her drive up to Edmonton to do the game, yeah, she could chat Oilers for 15 minutes. So I had a good time catching up with the Megan Mickelson. Here is that conversation. Joined now on the Real Life Podcast by Megan Mickelson, three-time Olympic medalist. I think it's the first time we've ever had an Olympic medalist on the podcast. But, uh, Megan, appreciate you squeezing us into your busy schedule. Of course. Happy, happy to be on. Thanks for having me. Going to chat a little Oilers, going to chat a little bit about the women's game as well. Uh, but first, Oilers fans have gotten a chance to see you on TV recently here. Um, what, what's it been like getting a, getting a chance to do that and work with Sportsnet a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's been exciting for me. Um, when they I first got the phone call, not going to lie, I was, I was really, really excited. Obviously, I grew up in St. Albert, just outside of Edmonton, and grew up as a young kid going to Oilers games and I would go to the games early and I would be down at the glass for a warm-up watching the players so I've always been an Oilers fan and have followed the team very closely so when the opportunity came up I was really really excited and obviously the Oilers are a pretty exciting team to follow with the amount of talent and skill that they have so I've, I've really enjoyed being, you know, on the, the panel, Gene's been amazing. He's always made me feel so comfortable. And Jack and Louie are great as well. It's great Bob Stoffer. So uh, it, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, you kind of mentioned how much fun it is to talk about this team, and it's so easy when you got Connor and McDavid and Leon Drysaddle out there. Like, for me, I think analyzing a game, there should really never almost be like a blank point in your head. The default should just be, well, show me the last thing Connor McDavid or Trisaitl did, and it's easy to riff about it. Yeah, that's for sure. You always have those guys that you can lean on, and it's amazing watching them, honestly. Uh, you know, being an analyst and, and analyzing their play, I think a lot more deeply than I have watching them as a fan, you really, really come to appreciate all that they bring. And as well, I mean, they're both players, obviously, going into every single game. They always have a target on their back because other teams know how dangerous they can be, and they just continuously find ways to still 
you know, contribute offensively. And uh, Connor's been taking a little bit of a beating lately, I think, on the ice. Uh, teams are being more physical with him, but he's being physical right back. So uh, I can't say enough about the appreciation that I have for those two players. I mean, as a fan, as a hockey player myself, but as an analyst, and just seeing how every every day, every game, they have to they have to be adaptable and continue to find ways to put the puck in the net. Talking about the analyst role, is that something you've always been interested in, like throughout your playing career here? Have you always been like, ah, I'd like to get into TV, or was it something that you never really thought about till it was sprung onto you here? Well, honestly, as a player myself, I've always been a bit of a video nerd. I'm always, um, you know, watching tape, uh, analyzing my own game, um, playing against other teams. I watch their video before games. So analyzing the game is something that comes pretty naturally to me, even if I'm just sitting at home watching a hockey game, I'm, you know, I find myself automatically going into that kind of analysis mode. I think I always will. Uh, I can't say that it's something that I said I wanted to do for sure, but now that I've gotten a crack at it a couple of times, um, I love how challenging it is. I love that it's something, obviously, that I'm very passionate about, the game of hockey and, and analyzing it as I have, you know, for many years now, so... Uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's not something that I particularly thought I wanted to do before, but I'm, I'm definitely interested in continuing to pursue the opportunities moving um, forward. I have a couple more Oilers questions I'm going to throw your way towards the end here, but I want to chat a little bit about the women's game and and the state of the professional women's game. We had Haley Wickenheiser on one of our other networks podcasts uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and she gave me the sense that you know, the whole two-league thing can't happen. That for the sport to really take a step forward, it needs to go on to one league and there needs to be, you know, proper support as well going to that one league. Is that a is that, is that an opinion you share as well? Do you think the two leagues maybe does more harm than good for the women's game? I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And Haley, I mean, she's been around the game for so long. She's probably played in every league that we've ever had. Um, and, you know, it, it, I would be lying if I, you know, if I said I wasn't frustrated about the landscape of women's hockey right now. It's been a tough few years. We were all shocked when the CWHL folded. Um, but I think if you look at what the PWHPA and, and Jana Hefford and her entire team have done, and, you know, they're really trying to get us in a position where we have a viable playing option where females can play hockey professionally. Uh, and not have to worry about working. I mean, we have girls that are they're firefighters, they're lawyers, they're engineers, and they're working full-time jobs and then trying to play hockey as well. But I, I personally don't see two leagues working. We need one league and to get everybody on the same page moving forward uh, for the future of the game. So let me throw this hypothetical at you, and I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you'd say to this. Let's say five years down the road, what's the best case scenario in your opinion? Like five years, what's what's the perfect state of the women's game? Where could it be in five years? Uh, best case scenario is that there's one league that is operating with the assistance of the NHL. I think in order to get a league up and running, that, that's what we need. I think that it would be ideal to start with you know, kind of how the NHL started with the original six to have an original six female team. Um, you know, but a big uh, a big reason why none of the, the leagues that we've had haven't worked is because 
haven't had the marketing and advertising power to get fans in the stands. Um, if you look at women's hockey in in Olympic years, you know, there's the Sochi gold medal game in particular, there were 13 million Canadians that tuned in to watch that game. That's over a third of, of Canada at the time. So, you know, the fans are there. People are interested. These are the players that would be playing in that league is Canadian, U.S., uh, and even the top European players. Uh, those would be the players playing in this league. So uh, the fans are there. I just think that uh, we need the support of the NHL to get it up and running and going um, and then uh, just try to keep building from there. You mentioned the Olympics there. Three medals for yourself. Uh, on a personal level, the goal for you, is it still to be there to try grab a fourth in, in the next couple of years here? It is, yeah. So we have a camp coming up with the national team in two weeks. It's a selection camp for the championships, which are taking place in Halifax and May 6th to the 16th. So uh, a big camp coming up in a couple of weeks to play the world championships and then I will play for the in 2022. What's the last year of training been like? Just, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying, the pandemic has thrown a wrench into things, but how have you kind of made it work? What's what sort of the last 12 months been like as you guys keep preparing? Yeah, I think uh, it's been a hard year for you, and I know that it has been for everyone, and we keep saying it, um, but there's been a lot of, you know, you hear a lot of different stories out there that just kind of put things into perspective. Um, you know, I'm healthy, my family's healthy, and, and I'm still able to train and to practice. Um, it's, it's been a tough year with the national team. Um, I think now we've played, uh, gosh, maybe six games total at the camps that we've had. So we, we barely played any games. It's been a lot of practicing and a lot of training. So I think that we're all definitely itching to play. Um, so it's funny hearing uh, a lot of the players last week talk of, talking about sitting in a hotel room and, and waiting to go to the rink and waiting to play and being bored. Like, I know exactly what that feels like. Um, yeah, I've spent three and a half weeks in a hotel room uh, total this year, you know, sitting around waiting to go to the rink. So uh, I know what those guys are dealing with in that respect. But um, I think I would share, you know, the mindset that you just take it one day at a time. Uh, you really can't control everything that's happening and, uh, you know, what's being thrown at you on any given day. You just you show up every day and, and you try to work your hardest. Um, you know, be the best person and teammate that you can be, right? The best effort that you can and, and just focus on the things that you can't control. But um, definitely itching to, to play a hockey game. I said to Gene, I think I say to him all the time in warm-ups, I'm like, you hear the music, if you see the players skating around, I'm like, I'm sitting up here waiting to analyze the game, and I'm like, I just want to play. <laughs> I just want to go off that on the ice. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it, it's been a, a tough year for sure, but um, at the same time, I've, I've had the opportunity to spend time with my family too. So, um, thankful for that as well. Let's wrap it up with a little bit more Oilers talk here. Uh, one of the one of the big topics around Oilers Nation has been McDavid, Drysaddle. Can they play on the same line? Does Tippett need to keep them separated come playoff time? That's my take. I think. Listen, when you want to beat up on Ottawa and Calgary and Vancouver with the with that duo together, you can do it. But in a seven game series, I, I just don't see how you can win it without depth. What's your take on that? Can the Oilers 
win in the playoffs with those two on different lines or with those two on the same line, or should they split them up? I mean, I think it's highly dependent on how the game is going, the flow of the game, how other players are contributing. And Dave Tippett talks all the time about how it's all about maximizing players and their potential and what role they fit into in any given any given game. And all situations are different. So, you know, I, I don't think that there's an answer. Should they be together? Should they not be together? I think it, it's highly dependent on the game and, and up to the coach to kind of read, you know, what the players need, what kind of energy they need. Do they need a goal? Are they up by three goals? Do they need to defend better? Uh, I think it, it's highly dependent on the situation, but I think uh, Bob Stoffer he referred to putting Connor and Leon together as the nuclear option. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing tool to have in your toolbox to be able to split those players up and, you know, they can be successful on their own and then have the opportunity to put them together and for teams not to know when that's being thrown their way. I mean, that's, that's extremely valuable. So, um, I know that I'm always watching for it to see, you know, what Dave Tippett's doing, what he's deciding to do with those guys and, and what they do when they're on the ice together or not on the ice together. So, um, you know, even even tonight uh, going into the game, and it'll be interesting to see with the flow of the game how things kind of play out um, and, and whether or not they end up uh, back together. So, yeah, it's, like I said, I think it's, it's highly situational. I wanted to get your take on Mike Smith as well. You're someone who played the game at the highest level. And we, a lot of times we'll hear, you know, fans and media debating a guy like that. They call him a battler, you know, and they say his energy rubs off on the rest of the team. You see him fist pumping after big saves, glaring at guys when they give up a big goal for you. Is there, is there something to be said when you're on the ice? Can your goalie give the rest of your team an emotional bump the way some people speculate Mike Smith does? As a player, uh, as a defenseman in particular, I mean, knowing that you have a goalie behind you that plays with that amount of confidence and intensity and passion, uh, that's something that you feed off of. It's uh, something you know that they're playing that hard for you, and you want to play that hard for them as well. Um, you know, I, I look at Mike Smith and his confidence level, um, and I, I automatically think of Shannon Zavitt from Edmonton as well. She plays with that same level of confidence. Definitely is something that you feed off as a player and, and as a team, and it, it can bring so much energy, even though, you know, he obviously doesn't have a letter, um, you know, in terms of being a captain or an assistant, but um, he's 100, 100% a leader on that team and, and just bringing that energy. Um, I've heard he's a very vocal player in the room as well. I think that Megan, can't thank you enough for joining me here today, and I look forward to seeing you on Sportsnet uh, some more times for the rest of the season here. Awesome. Thanks for having me. There you go. That is uh, three-time Olympic medalist, two-time gold medalist, Megan Mickelson, wrapping things up on uh, the Real Life Podcast. I, I've uh, I've oh. seen her play live, uh, Mickelson, Megan, yep. and uh, probably one of the best skaters I've ever seen. I think like Such in terms of strong skater, if you put together Unreal. a team of like the best female hockey players, this country's ever produced, she's up there and she's oh, a 100%. local product as well. Um, I remember yeah. her mom used to substitute teach some of my classes when I was in junior high, which is like an odd connection to just randomly make. Um, but oh. that was a really good chat. Interesting. Like she, 
you know, the whole like you can't have this two league thing in, in women's hockey. I thought that was really interesting as well. And I liked what she said about how Mike Smith, like she compared him to Shannon Zabados and that, like that fiery personality and the way they get fired up in a game rubs off on the rest of the team. I thought she gave us uh, some terrific insight in that conversation. Uh, that's going to do it for another episode of the real life podcast. Episode 270 brought to you by Oodle Noodle with a special shout out to Twig and Berries and Manscaped. Our friends from Nate as well. Whoa, I almost knocked over my mic onto my laptop. Uh, if you want more info on the folks from Nate, seasonticket.ca is where you want to head there. And shout out to Megan Mickelson as well. Shout out to everyone who tuned in today. Big Oilers game against the Habs. Three games this week as well. It'll be nice to have some uh, some regular, some hockey on our TVs on a regular basis. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.